At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host live out here in Las Vegas. Your other host live on the East Coast in Boston, Josh Applebaum. How you doing, Josh? Pritch, very interesting day today. Very interesting day. We got a lot to get to. We're going to go through all these big college basketball lines, really interesting line movements, some good unranked first uh, ranked opponent opportunities. If you want to go contrarian, we'll talk to our guy, Greg Hoops. Uh, we'll talk NBA. We'll talk the Super Bowl. But Pritch, if you can just give me a minute, you know, I, I'm a, you know, a data-driven guy, but sometimes I'm a human. I have emotions too. And I just got to tell you, this Tom Brady retirement thing is really rubbing me the wrong way. If I can take everybody out in Vegas to what's going on in New England, people are flipping out myself included that mm-hmm. Brady didn't even acknowledge the Patriots in his uh, you know in his farewell uh, retirement announcement here so uh, this is just a couple things here Pritch he had 962 words in this post we know that uh, Brady is meticulous he cares about what he says what he eats uh, he's very PR uh, and image conscious he thanked his Bucks teammates Bucks fans the city of Tampa the Glazers uh, Jason Light Bruce Arians Bucks staffers Bucks employees Alex Guerrero his agents not a single mention of the 20 years in New England, and I got to tell you, Pritch, it hurts. It hurts a lot of New Englanders. New Englanders are really upset about this. You could easily have said, and it goes without saying, everyone in New England, thank you for all you did. To me, this is, again, Brady's going to be the greatest of all time, all of his numbers, all of his achievements, but the fact that you couldn't even thank or acknowledge the Patriots, it <laughs> sounded like he's going to a new team, Pritch, that he's leaving Tampa. This didn't sound like a, you know, my career uh, is over here. Uh-huh. I just thought that it was very peculiar. And everyone's like, just wait. He'll sign a one-day deal. He'll retire as a Patriot. Right. When that happens, I'll, t- I'll take my apology back here. But, Pritch, not thinking, the, even mentioning the fans, like some people are like, you know, when you, when you get remarried, do you thank your ex-wife? No, but you had kids together. Us fans in, in Boston, we were the kids. You got to at least acknowledge your kids here. I just thought it was really, really a missed opportunity for Brady and Pritch. People are livid okay. that, that Boston wasn't acknowledged. Just, just to take you into what's mm-hmm. going on in my neck of the world. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad you did that. Way to start the show. Off with a bang here because what's the uh, prominent nickname uh, for people out in Boston? Oh, mass holes. There you go. There you go. There you go. Because wait a minute, wait a minute. You want, or people, Bostonians, they want Brady to thank them, right? Or mention them when he's the one that should receive all the praise from Bostonians, right? I mean, or, or mass holes. (laughs) I mean, seven times (laughs) Super Bowl champion. This guy brought this franchise to a level that we'll never see again. 
eight straight AFC Conference Championship games. Uh, the amount of excellence that this man produced for that franchise, I mean, I don't know if Boston should be looking or, or certainly people out there that way, New England fans should be looking for Brady to thank them more so than Brady should be receiving all the thanks in the world for what he did. Yes, yeah, so that's a great point, Pritch, but you got to remember, we're crazy. In we, we're insane <laughs> right. about our sports. We take it very, very personally. And, you know, a lot of people are just saying, you know, hey, he doesn't owe you anything. He gave you all the, the joy, all the Super Bowls. But I think that's what makes it even hurt even more, Pritch. It's almost like, you yeah. know, this big party that you didn't get invited to and just not even acknowledging the 20 years. And I get it if you hate Belichick for running you out the door. I get it if you're mad at Kraft for not interceding and keeping Brady. But to not acknowledge the fans and the dynasty, to me, it just kind of hurts as a as a fan. And again, you know, I'm getting older. I still have these fan tendencies. But that was my biggest takeaway. The fact that, you know, reading that post, you would have never known that he spent 20 years in New England and won all these Super Bowls. It's like we don't even, even exist, Pritch. I think that's what rubs us the wrong way in, in Boston. Well, you said it yesterday. Watch the what, final episode of Man in the Arena. Uh, maybe a surprise announcement on that. What do you think? <laughs> It, it, so that's the thing. A lot of people, and again, right. you know, the, another shoe's going to drop. He's going to sign the one-day deal. He's yeah. going to, you know, wait for his Hall of Fame speech, yada, yada, yada. If that takes place, you can erase this tape, Pritch, just like Spygate, and, you know, and you'll burn it up. Uh, but for now, I'm mad at Brady. And again, I have no reason to be. He gave me all this joy. But to not acknowledge New England, I just thought that that was a bad move by Brady today. Okay, level of anger towards Brady for you. Are, are you burning the jersey? What's happening? Uh, we're not at that level, okay. Fritz. Yeah, okay. we're not. We're not LeBron James leaving Cleveland, but <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it's just it's just because we care so much sure. that we, we feel like we're being left out. I think that's the moral of the story. Today. Well, it gets very interesting too now that Brady's going to retire. Uh, Aaron Rodgers probably going to leave Green Bay. Um, from a future standpoint, looking from betting, looking ahead for the NFC that conference because it's the end of an era. I mean, you think about all these quarterbacks that just retired: Brady, um, Breeze. Uh, you got um, Manning, certainly Eli. Um, Rivers, Roethlisberger. I mean, it's endless, really, from the AFC standpoint. But think about the NFC. Like, who's going to take over for that Hall of Fame type of quarterback in the NFC once Aaron Rodgers moves on to perhaps the Denver Broncos? Yeah, it's a great question, Pritch. So, you know, maybe Stafford has that mantle right now. Brady's gone. Does Rodgers go to the AFC? Who are the young quarterbacks out there that you look toward and say, hey, this is someone moving forward who you can really count on? I mean, Kyler Murray was a top pick. You know, you're looking at uh, some other teams. What happens with Jimmy G, although he's not really in that category no. in general. But uh, Pritch, it's a questionable uh, statement. I mean, I don't know. Who do you think? I think the AFC, if you kind of look at the quarterbacks and the young quarterbacks, the AFC has a big advantage here moving forward. But who catches your eye, Pritch? Is it someone we're not even talking about here that maybe can take that mantle in the NFC? Yeah, because I was just com comparing, like when I was a player, I mean, the Hall of Famers that were out there when I played across the board, AFC and NFC, was Marino, Montana, LA, Moon, Kelly, Favre, uh, Aikman, and Young. So we had balance in both conferences, right? And, and so now that you move on, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's looking to get out of Seattle. I don't think it's going to work to that level that it once was in Seattle with Russell anyway. So I think it gets very, very interesting in the NFC who's going to carry the torch in terms of the next Hall of Fame type of quarterback. I don't think Dak's there. Uh, Kyler is going to have to evolve his game. Uh, but outside of that, is it Justin Fields? I mean, is it somebody like that? Uh, is it Kirk Cousins? Is it golf? Is it Jared Goff out in Detroit? I mean, it's wide open to me when it comes to the NFC and a lot to think about this offseason. 
Yeah, it's really wide open. And again, Prescott's a name that I kind of thought of. If you're just looking at, you know, hey, who uh, puts up good numbers is, you know, can really generate, you know, an offensive, uh, you know, advantage against an opponent. Maybe Prescott's a guy to think about. Maybe it's one of these young quarterbacks who haven't really gotten their shot. Maybe Trey Lance ends up being that guy. But I think kind of the wide open nature of the NFC, NFC Pritch, I think it creates a lot of value for betters here looking at futures going into next year and looking at win totals going into next year because I think there isn't that low-hanging fruit of, hey, Brady, you know, Rodgers, it's going to be one of the two. It's, a, it's really wide open. There's more parity. The NFL, on the one hand, probably, you know, hates that they're, you know, star quarterbacks. You saw Drew Brees last year leave. You know, it's kind of maybe going down a little bit. They want this new blood to come in. But as betters, to me, it just creates an opportunity where, you know, a team like the Bengals, a long shot, it was 200 to 1. Maybe you look at some of those teams in the NFC and say, hey, with kind of no big, you know, player here that is better than everyone else in terms of a quarterback, it creates an opportunity here to kind of look down the list at these futures and identify a team that, again, could have uh, be, be surprised to all of us, Pritch. Okay, let's update the injury news for the Super Bowl. Uh, tight end CJ Uzoma, uh, not necessarily out for the Super Bowl. Uh, he's got a, a sprained MCL. I've had this injury. It's around the clock, blood flow, blood flow, blood flow. Uh, to help that thing heal, uh, which he could come back. I, I think he'll wear a brace. Uh, same thing for Tyler Higby on the other side with the Rams, uh, the tight end who also suffered an MCL sprain. Uh, to the degree of the sprain, you just never know. But blood flow, blood flow, blood flow, right? Uh, and certainly rest. But probably these players anticipated to play. I don't know what kind of impact we'll see. Uh, either way, both teams were able to overcome deficits without these players. With the Rams, they were down 10 points against the 49ers, still were able to overcome that without Higby. Uh, and then certainly the Bengals were able to overcome an 18-point deficit as well. Yeah, and again, you know, these two tight ends pretty much are the ones and the names that you have to monitor going into the Super Bowl with Uzama and Higby. But mm -hmm. also, Pritch, they kind of maybe cancel themselves out a little bit because yeah. you got, you know, starting tight end both sides. But also just the fact that we have two weeks here. You know, if you're an injured player, this is a really important time here. Remember in the Super Bowl against the Giants, the second one with Gronk, where uh, he had a terrible injury. What was it, his ankle or his foot? Uh, ended up wrapping it up and almost caught that, you know, Hail Mary there at the end. But uh, these guys will give it a go. Any, you know, if they're walking, you know, they'll try to play here. Mm -hmm. But again, I think the fact that it's same position on both sides, maybe kind of a, an equalizer here. Well, absolutely. And, you know, and it's typically about a three week injury. Like I said, I've had this one uh, and I didn't feel right until after about three weeks because it's that rubber band effect. You know, when you stretch a rubber band and, and, and it becomes more elastic that way. And so it stretches out. And so you, you feel like your leg is not stable. It's like a, a whipping effect uh, there. So if you can stabilize it with a tape job or certainly uh, a brace, that could be helpful. But like, again, I don't, I don't know about the impact. Those are the significant injuries to start with as we march towards the, the big game out here, Josh, in a couple of weeks. But um, again, the line sitting at minus four and a half for the Rams. Are you, do you anticipate this line still climbing? I, I think it might have topped out here. Yeah, I'm thinking so too, Pritch, but I got to admit, you know, I didn't really expect it to go to four and a half. Maybe that was my mistake. I was looking at a couple of books, books yesterday that were, again, opening three and a half, got up to four. Some of those fours were juiced up a little bit, uh, like it may get back down toward the Bengals. But uh, obviously this move toward the Rams, you know, further movement in their direction. And one thing I have looked at in the past, Pritch, if you make it very simple on yourself, if you like the Rams, uh, you know, teams in the Super Bowl, we always talk about how this time of year, these lines are so sharp. So there really mm -hmm. aren't a lot of adjustments that the bookmakers have to make because they have so much data uh, in terms of, you know, box scores and, and their power ratings are really, you know, the most, uh, you know, right on point that they're going to be based on all this data to go off of. That line moves are really meaningful. And if you look at just 
uh, team with a line move in their direction. You look at the last 17 Super Bowls, the team who the line goes to is 11 and 6 ATS. So if you like the Rams, that is a good signal for you. Now, Pritch, I'm surprised by the four and a half, mm-hmm. but I still think the Bengals, to me, especially now getting the hook, contrarian spot, inflated line. You do have some uh, dog tendencies recently, but definitely the early movement toward the Rams and still to that under Pritch. I know. Remember, 49 and a half down to 48 and a half. I see one book at 48. So uh, is this a tease up? You know, Bengals four and a half to 10 and a half. Tease up that total a little bit, take it to 54 and a half. That's kind of what I'm thinking about right now. But we got a lot of time. No decisions need to be made right now. Oh, of course. I, I'm just getting the injury news out the way because I'm not anticipating any more significant injury news as we march towards that big game. Speaking of the big game, Avisin is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up and get our free big game betting guide. It's out right now. Digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Let's get ready for college basketball because coming up next on the program, Greg Peterson, right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. game is right around the corner and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. And it's a pleasure to bring on to the program right now, Greg Peterson, host of VSIN's Greg Peterson Experience Coast to Coast Hoops podcast as well. You can follow Greg on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. Greg, how are you? Gentlemen, I am doing terrific. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, we certainly got some games to break down here. I, I love this because a chance to make some money. 
uh, because you always bring some excellent information for the audience out there. Uh, and we got a big matchup, Kansas and Iowa State, uh, second time around here. Uh, you know, I, I think Jayhawks, people will look at their scoring ability, but then uh, up against the SEC, they were held. Uh, they couldn't score the, uh, the rock there. And so Iowa State with that defense, how you think this game's going to go? Kansas laying two and a half on the road. I think that we're going to see Iowa State be able to do a solid job in this game. I want to saying them as more around a two-ish point underdog, so I'm willing to take two and a half here. This was a game which we saw it at four and a half a little bit earlier, so when it was four and a half, it was certainly a much more solid look in my opinion, but you do take a look at this Iowa State team, and I think that you've got all the goods for them to be able to do a solid job in this game because they do such a nice job of being able to force turnovers and then when it comes to what you're able to get out of this Kansas team, they just haven't been the same on offense. A team that on a per 100 possession basis, scoring about 15 points fewer per 100 possessions over the last month or so rather than the first two months of the season. So I have seen a couple issues prop up there. And then when it comes to what you're able to get out of, what you're able to get down low, Jay Wilson has been able to give you right around eight rebounds per game. That's been solid for Kansas, but I think that Isaiah Brockington, the fact that he's been able to give this Iowa State team 16 points per game, he might be the most important player out there on the floor, though you've been able to get so much out of O'Shea Obaji along with that backcourt of Kansas, which has been a little bit more shaky recently. Greg, thanks so much for jumping on the program. Always love these Tuesdays where we get to run through the games with you. So let's go to a, a big one in the Big 12, uh, looking at Texas and Texas Tech. Texas is ranked 23rd. Texas Tech is ranked 14th. And what I'm seeing, Greg, is public's all over Texas Tech at home. Higher ranked team, you know, home court advantage, kind of a short number here. But even though you're getting heavy betting on Texas Tech, the line really hasn't moved off a of four and a half. So it kind of tells me maybe some liability on the points here with Texas. Obviously, you got Chris Beard with Texas now going back to his old team, Texas Tech. Uh, Ken Palm has this game right at five, so it's kind of right on the number. But I'm leaning Texas in the points here, Greg. What do you think about this matchup here, uh, Texas, Texas Tech? I'm with you. I do like Texas getting the points in this spot. You wound up seeing it a little bit earlier on in the day, more be around about a five and a half ish. We have seen this summer get bet down a little bit more, and I do agree with it just because when it comes to Texas, you've got so much talent when it comes to this team. They've been able to get quite a few outright wins recently, as we know in that game against Tennessee. They were up by double digits, and then final five minutes of the game was a big, giant calamity for them. But I do take a look at what you're able to get out of this Texas bunch, and you've been able to have a little bit more scoring out of Marcus Carr. And then on the flip side, for Texas Tech, it's a team that is a little bit shaky on the offensive end. You've had one of your top players, and you've had one of your top players just not necessarily be out there in general. And Terrence Shannon, who has been dealing with a couple of ailments, may or may not be able to go in this one, even if he does go. It really doesn't do a lot for me. And I always think that it's important when it comes to injuries like that to be gauging not only does a player wind up going, but how close to 100% are they as well. Because if a player winds up going, but they play like 10 minutes and they give you two points, case in point, Xavier Pinson for LSU a couple days ago. Does that really cause you to want to be betting that team up? I would say not. So I do think that it's very important to take that into account as well. And I do think that with Texas having all their versatility, having a bunch of guys that do a solid job on glass, they should be able to do a nice job of being playing in this game. I'm with you on the four and a half. Greg Peterson is with us. Greg Peterson experience and catch that VSIN, also coast to coast hoops podcast. Um, Greg, so this next game, Providence and St. John's, 
Uh, St. John's is laying three uh, in this game. The total is intriguing, though, because it's sat on the board at 146. A contrast in styles between these two schools, even though it's a rematch. I mean, a lot of information out there. If we've seen this matchup before. Uh, what do you do when you have a contrast in styles like this, Providence and St. John's, uh, with the total, and also decide if you have an opinion there? I think it's really important to take a look at what wound up happening in game one. And when it comes to game one, you did wind up seeing St. John's get a little bit more of their tempo, and that game wound up going very comfortably over, despite the fact that in game one, you wound up having these two teams combined to shoot less than 25% from three-point range. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of the same. You've seen with St. John's, they've been able to throttle up darn near everyone. And for Providence, this is a team that they've been comfortable with running with a lot of different teams as well. So I do take a look at this spot. I do think that you get a little bit of value here to the over. And you've also got, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, a St. John's team that despite the fact that they shot very poorly from three-point range in game one, they're relatively competitive. I always do think that it is important to take a look at that revenge angle when it comes to some of these conference games, when it comes to teams that are looking to be able to bounce back after a rough go at the first time around. So I'm going to be looking at St. John's laying the three points that we're seeing right now with St. John's. They do a good job of being able to force some turnovers. And for Providence, let's call it what it is. They have been absolutely tremendous this year, but they have been a little bit charmed as well. You take a look at the end of that Marquette game. They were barely able to pull that one out. You've got a lot of examples of this. So I do think that this is a good spot to be able to take St. John's at a relatively low number because I do think that Julian Chapenny along Pasha Alexander should be able to take control of this game. Greg, I love that, my man. That's my spot. <laughs> Unranked home favorite versus a ranked opponent. Fishiest number of the night. So I'm with you on the Johnny boys. Uh, let's go to the Big Ten. One more uh, game here, Greg. Uh, looking at Maryland and Michigan State, this is another interesting line move because public's all over Sparty here. They're ranked 13th in the country. Maryland is unranked. You know, they're only a game above 500 here. But yet, even though you're getting everyone betting Michigan State here, Michigan State open around a four and a half point favorite. They're down to three and a half. Some shops are even down to three. So, Greg, what do you think of this? Looks like respected money here, grabbing the points with Maryland, kind of a really contrarian reverse line move in a conference home dog. Do you agree with that move? And do you think Maryland plus the points is a worthwhile play tonight? It's a really interesting one because we saw this one, as you mentioned, wind up getting bet up overnight. This was one that you were finding more around a four, four and a half. Now it's up to five. This is still a number, though, that I am a little bit suspect on when it comes to Maryland, just because Maryland has been performing significantly better at home than they have been on the road. If this were a case in which Maryland was playing at home and we would be getting even a little bit less of a number, I would certainly be willing to back them. But I do think that with Northwestern, this is one of the more efficient offenses in all of college basketball. Now, the question with this Northwestern team is, can they win in the calendar year of 2022? We noticed it with them last year as well. When the calendar flipped from 2020 to 2021, they just weren't able to get the job done from there. And you do have a little bit of fear there. But when it comes to this Northwestern team, I do think that this is actually going to be a relatively solid spot for them. With Northwestern, I do think that this is a number that you got to be making a little bit closer to, I would say, a six in my opinion. So if we get to six, then I'd be starting to entertain it. But I do think that with Pete Nance down low being able to do a relatively solid job, he should be able to do it there. And then when it comes to Maryland versus Michigan State, this is a spot in which with Maryland being a home underdog, I want to send them more around to two. So I do think that Maryland has a little bit of value on this game. When it comes to Michigan State, it's been a team that, 
they've been okay from three-point range, shooting 39%, but then with Maryland as well, I've been noticing that they've been able to get a couple other guys back into the fold, doing a nice job there. So when it comes to Maryland, set them more around it too. And then in the other Big Ten game that I was referencing a little bit earlier, I do think that you've got to sell look with Northwestern there as well. I do like home teams when it comes to the Big Ten in general. I tell you, you can't miss a podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops podcast host right now, Greg Peterson. Great information is always great. Cannot thank you enough. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right there. Greg Peterson, again, follow him on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. So much information right there, Josh. And again, it's, it's incredible. Uh, what about you? What are you looking at in terms of college hoops and leaning towards uh, today? Yeah, so I think a few of those really jumped out to me. Definitely Maryland. The fact that, again, blueprint play, public's all over Michigan State, yet line is falling to Maryland. If Michigan State's getting almost, you know, I'm seeing like like 90% of bets on Michigan State, mm-hmm. yet the line fell. It didn't go in their favor. It fell toward Maryland. So definitely looking at Maryland in that spot. Uh, and then, of course, you know, that other one, Iowa State, jumped out to me, yep. of course, as well. Public betting on Kansas, yet the line fell to Iowa State. And then the Johnny Boys. I'm loving the Johnny Boys tonight, Pritch. Uh, and, and, of course, it's always dangerous when you like a play too much. But why do they open as a favorite, even though Providence has a far better record and is ranked? They became more of a favorite. Texas, same spot, getting the points there. And uh, we'll save some for later, Pritch. But another one to keep an eye out for, uh, if you're looking at Northern Illinois, if you can still find a four, that's two really bad teams with a bit of a Ken Palm edge toward Northern Illinois. Yeah, another must listen is your podcast, Market Insights Podcast, because, again, you go uh, deeper with your analysis on college basketball, NBA, hockey. So, yeah, we will feature that a little bit later on the program. Uh, But we do have the big game betting guide out. But I want some tips from you, Josh, how to bet the Super Bowl. We're going to get to those tips coming up next right here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes with two strengths, so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. And Josh is, uh, I think, uh, beyond the Tom Brady uh, uh, situation. <laughs> we got a situation with Tom Brady now. Um, but I, I do want to focus in on how to bet the Super Bowl, Josh. Some tips for us because the big game betting guide is out. Uh, a lot of information. Uh, we're going to hear a lot of noise between now uh, and the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to be presented with a lot of opportunities to bet a lot of different ways. Props. First half, second halves, you know, overs, unders, everything, right? So uh, give us your tips, your best tips to betting the Super Bowl coming up. 
Yeah, so the easy one, Pritch, first tip is sign up for our VEASAN betting guide here, VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl. That's really going to put everything in one easy-to-access you know access place where we're going to update it constantly. Our, our buddy Ben Fox does a great job mm-hmm. updating all the numbers, the big bets coming in, line moves, historical trends, all that kind of stuff. But um, in terms of just some tips that you know I wanted to you know kind of mention today, a couple things, Pritch. Uh, number one, um, I would lean on a lot of uh, basically looking at line movement, taking your bias out of it, leaning dogs, leaning unders. Uh, that's the sort of thing that is really important to me but in terms of you know prop bets in particular number one I think people go really crazy with prop bets and I think there is a case to be made that you know if you really do your homework you can cash a lot of them but I wouldn't bet too many props you just see this all the time where people get so excited for the Super Bowl and then before you know it, you got 10 15 prop bets they're hard to track and then of course you know what if you get the game right in terms of the spread or the total but you bet so many props that you, you eat the juice and you kind of give it a little bit back there so prop is coming up here where uh, again all the big props come out people get excited I would pay attention to early movement on prop bets the first day they come out when wise guys are ready to go and they, they start to hit them remember uh, the Jimmy G Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Chiefs immediately hit that under so those are little things to keep an eye out for but of course whether it's props or the game shop for the best line this goes without saying no matter what sport you're betting on but we live in the gambling renaissance right now Pritch more and more states are legalizing more opportunities to bet no matter who you like or what you're betting on shop around save as much juice as you can try to get a hook or an extra half point um, I'll also lean in terms of prop bets on nose and unders. This is really important because I think as betters and as, you know, a lot of public betters who want to bet on props, have a little fun. They want They want to have kind of that parlay mentality of let's turn 10 bucks into a hundred. Let's bet on things in the affirmative direction. You know, psychologically you want to bet on something happening versus not happening or bet on over. So you can root for, you know, more yards instead of less yards. But a lot of times leaning on nose instead of yeses, leaning on unders instead of overs can be a worthwhile endeavor. Uh, this favorite of mine here is don't bet don't bet the coin flip, Rich, <laughs> uh, because basically there's there's minus 105, minus 106, minus 110 juice on both sides. So you're actually paying for something that's theoretically a 50-50 endeavor, but you're actually paying a higher price than than an even juice number there. So don't bet the coin flip. That's another one for me. And then of course prop movement. Keep an eye on props, and you know we'll always, we'll all look at like you know the Stafford over uh, right. passing yards or Cooper Cup over. But it's kind of these little ones that uh, maybe don't get all the public attention if you can maybe start an excel sheet or just update screenshot numbers and see how they're moving prop movement is really important especially on those small props that people aren't really into tells me that wise guys or wise girls hit it and really cause that number to move so i'm looking forward to the props though josh because i went three and oh conference championship weekend with props player props uh and so i know we're going to get a book of props too by the way and so don't (laughs) bet too many of them i mean how do you help yourself how do you stop yourself from getting carried away though i mean uh, i'm looking forward to the props I, i think from a side and total standpoint, because look, I, we can cap the games all we want, but uh, I, I leave it up to the professionals, certainly, because they're going to move the number and, and books are going to adjust accordingly, depending on uh, the action that they're receiving. Uh, but from a player prop standpoint, I, I find that to be an advantage for me as a former player, identifying um, players that could showcase or players that could have significant roles. Yeah, Pritch, you're not alone. I mean, you know, we can just look at the South Point or Circa. You know, when the Propapalooza comes out and they're all available, <laughs> there's a huge line of betters ready to go. And uh-huh. a lot of those are uh, people who are considered professionals or sharp betters who set their own models and algorithms and they have their own, you know, prop formula where, hey, this prop is at 50 and a half. I have a 30 and a half. The minute it opens, let me hit that under. So, again, I think there's a case to be made, and you hear a lot of stories about really sharp bettors who make a killing off these prop bets. But I just think if you're kind of a casual better, if you want to have some fun, just 
pick out a couple here. I just think if you have too many, this is kind of the biggest mistake that a lot of new bettors make is having too much action because, again, it's hard enough to win one bet when you pile them up and up and up and you have so many. Uh, again, hard to keep track of them. Right. I hope you win them all. But the more you assume, it's almost just assuming more risk. I think you'd be happy if you just had a couple. Maybe you have three. You go two and one. You turn a little bit of a profit. I think that's the way to go instead of having you know 20 and then having to win like 13 just to overcome the juice. Yeah, we're going to have the big game betcast. I'm going to be a part of that with uh, Matt and Gil and Kelly. And and so from an in-game standpoint, certainly going to identify things that we're seeing during the course of the game in the Super Bowl. Cannot wait for that. Uh, but Josh, I, I tell you what, heading into the game, we got the line at four and a half on even a total. Uh, you know, we hear about slow starts often. What about fast finishes? Because we got two quarterbacks and two coaching staffs that know how to adjust throughout a 60-minute football game. Uh, and then you throw in the fact that you've got Matthew Stafford uh, that's tied for second in the league with 12 fourth-quarter passing touchdowns. Uh, and then you have Joe Burrow, who's tied for fifth with 10. So we got two quarterbacks with double-digit passing touchdowns this year in the fourth quarter. I think the second half can be intriguing, too, uh, as you look at different betting angles for this matchup. I think that's a great point, Pritch. And again, there's another prop bet here. Typically, it's like, you know, will there be a, will there be uh, any kind of scoring within the first, like, six minutes? And a lot of sharps that I've, you know, kind of just brushed elbows with, they always bet the no on there that it's going to be a slow start. There's going to be nerves. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to, you know, have a feeling out process and be a little bit conservative. So I love your theory of, you know, looking toward the second half. Of course, also, you know, what if the, the Cincinnati Bengals get down a little bit early? What if they're down, you know, 10 nothing, 14 nothing early? We have seen this team come back multiple times in multiple different games. Obviously, they did it just against the Chiefs there. So from a live line perspective, you know, whether you get in pre-flop and, you, you know, you like the Bengals getting the points or, you know, you like the Rams in this spot or the total, uh, all the power to you. I hope you catch your bet. But if you want to wait it out and pick a situation where, hey, live line, I'm getting a way better number now than I did pre-flop, mm -hmm. that could be also worth a look. But again, scoring late to me, start a little slow in these Super Bowls typically, but really turn it on late after after we have to wait a long Super Bowl halftime show. Although, Pritch, who are you most excited to see? Dre, Eminem? Should be a good one here. <laughs> I think it's going to be fantastic, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, the halftime show, definitely going to tune in for that. But, I, you know, if the most important commodity is information, and we've heard that one that line before, right? Then, uh, to me, looking at an in-game situation or even the second half, you have information. I mean, we're going to have, again, so much noise and the big game betting guide uh, stocked and jammed full of information, useful information for sure. But it's like you're going to go into the game from an unknown standpoint still, even though you might feel great about the cap. But then as you watch the first 30 minutes, you can kind of gather that information and then be armed with this stuff about these quarterbacks in the fourth quarter. I find that highly intriguing. Me too, Pritch. And again, you know, kind of looking at uh, kind of what I do sometimes in college basketball is like, what if you have a really high scoring first half, but yet, you know, the full game odds, they were predicting a lower scoring game or kind of the vice versa. So for example, like we're seeing some under money in this game, 49 and a half down to 48 and a half. What if, uh, you know, they score, you know, I don't know, 14 points in the first quarter, your new live line is, you know, 55 or 56. Maybe you come in and take that under, you know, it could go the other way, scoreless first half. You know, the new live line is, you know, I don't know, 40, and you come in and take the over. These are just some things that you can apply in all different sports. But really the Super Bowl, you love that, you know, the commercials are a little bit longer. Your live line opportunities are there. I just think as a better, whether you're in-game, whether you're pre-flop, whether you're betting on props, that's the beauty of these two weeks, Pritch. I think we start to get antsy and say, hey, wish there was a game this upcoming Sunday. But because we have so much on our plate to choose from, this extra time can really be worth your benefit if you 
use it wisely and really try to do your homework on these on these plays. Yeah, there's always a Pro Bowl if you're looking for something, right? <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> advise anybody to take a look and bet that thing. Uh, who knows what happens? But uh, again, so much noise. Uh, the big game betting dry, uh, guide is out. Uh, you can start to study for the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I just like to narrow the scope because that has been helpful as a better Josh, and maybe it's just discovery for me uh, as we go through the playoffs that I could just focus in on few games and what I know and what I'm comfortable with and what I'm confident about. And, and certainly that has helped my bankroll. It really has, Bridget. I've been watching to catch these, you know, teasers and catch mm -hmm. these props. So again, lean on your strengths, you know, try to, you know, either minimize or work on your weaknesses here. Uh, and then also, you know, looking at uh, situations here where, again, if you're looking at a live line, you're looking at a full game. To me, my other thing to keep in mind in the back of your head, sports betting legalization is massive right now. This is going to be, again, the last three Super Bowls since we've legalized betting. But now you got New York Mobile in the game. You know, obviously Connecticut just legalized. This is going to be such a heavily bet. It's heavily bet regardless. Yeah. But now this is going to be really the biggest Super Bowl since legalization is spread. To me, that creates contrarian value to look at dogs and look at unders. Absolutely. Great information right there, Josh. Great conversation as well. I mean, we right now we got to get into this report about a, a, a coaching situation. Uh, with the Packers, but also get into uh, thoughts about the Raiders hiring their new head coach as well. What could happen? That's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. MGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for hotel rooms and dining at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, we got to get to that news about the Packers uh, and their coaching situation. They dismiss special teams coordinator Maurice Drayton. No surprise there, right? 
Yeah, after that, uh, you know, block kick there at the end, oh. you know, at the end of your season. Although that's kind of scapegoat, Pritch. Like Aaron Rodgers couldn't get you enough <laughs> points to cover that. So, yeah, of course. It's always blame other people when really probably it runs much deeper than that. Yeah, is that going to satisfy Aaron Rodgers to stay? Is that going to entice him a little bit more? Or I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, me either, Pritch. But I got to get your take. I'll give you the floor on Josh McDaniels yeah. because, again, we saw this press conference. And, you know, McDaniels, to me, I thought he was kind of, uh, you know, retrospective and kind of saying, hey, or introspective, I meant to say, kind of admitting he was, like, too young when he took the Broncos job. And he was football smart, but he didn't know how to work with people. It's a people organization in the end, uh, rubbing people the wrong way, mm-hmm. maybe getting, you know, out in front of his skis there. But uh, I think pairing up with Derek Carr, I've heard interesting things about how he wants to use Waller as a tight end, maybe kind of recreate the Gronk and Hernandez two tight end kind of set. I think Carr as a fantasy type quarterback could be a really big play coming up this year and really bringing in Ziegler, uh, a guy who he's worked with. They both went to, I believe John Carroll university together, uh, kind of a like-minded GM who will kind of uh, be on the same page as him. That was really an appetizing thing. And also Pritch was he getting 10 million a year. So it makes total sense to me, but I'll give you the floor. Do you think the Raiders uh, can win with McDaniels and, and what's your take on it? Well, it's hard to say Josh, because right Right now, Josh McDaniels has zero credibility as head coach. He's got 11 wins in two years. Uh, Bisaccia, uh, as a head coach, as an interim, won seven games and went to the playoffs. Josh McDaniels has not done that, but the decision was made. Uh, they wanted to get a headliner and a headliner from New England, and that's what they got. They got a package deal with Ziegler uh, and McDaniels. But again, McDaniels is going to have to establish credibility just like any other coach. Uh, And I don't know if he's learned enough from that first experience in Denver to establish credibility in a locker room in which the players carved out a path to the playoffs. They figured out by themselves how to get to the playoffs, and now we got to listen to you. And so uh, there's going to be some friction, I believe. Also, can Derek Carr learn a new offense? This is going to be his fifth play caller in his nine-year career, going on nine years. Uh, That's incredible to think about, right? Uh, and so can he make it work in an offseason in which he gets on the same page with Josh McDaniels with that offense? Remains to be seen. Uh, I do find it intriguing, though, looking at the free agent tracker, that one Gronkowski is going to be a free agent, though. Um, I, I find that interesting. You know, Gronk in Vegas is very interesting to me. Uh, and you I was going to say – I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Can you imagine the parties, the party buses out there with Gronk? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. just the headliners, though, right? I mean, and, and I think, you know, we looked at the Rams go all in with what they wanted to do to get the Super Bowl and certainly to get the Super Bowl at home. You got two more years to kind of go all in. And, and a move like this for the Raiders to move on from Rich Basaccia, who got you to the playoffs, to Josh McDaniels, a headliner, it points to the fact that, okay, we're going to go all in in the next couple of years. You know, salary cap situation is going to be beneficial for the Raiders. Uh, and again, can you entice somebody like Gronk to Las Vegas? Uh, I think Josh McDaniels is going to have to recruit players that's used to his system because right now he's starting with players with the Raiders that are foreign to his system. And so you're going to have to incorporate players. You have to bring those players over to Vegas to help out that situation. And uh, I was just looking at it. I saw that this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I'm going to do some research. I'm going to uh, look around and, and see if there's some interest out there. But I, I think that's intriguing if that could happen with uh, Rob Gronkowski. 
Yeah, and again, I didn't even think of that, Pritch. So great, great call by you. But we should get some prop bets here. We'll get Circa or South Point to throw up something. You know, who will uh, will Rob Gronkowski play this year? And if so, what team will he play on? Mm -hmm. You know, it seems to me he's mentioned many times he only wants to play with Tom Brady. So if Brady's now retired, does Gronk retire? But uh, Pritch, how do you not, you know, take uh, I don't know eight million a year to go to Vegas? Maybe <laughs> right. you're, uh, you know, they, they treat you like a veteran. You get some maintenance days. You can have a lot of fun in the city. That makes total sense to me. So uh, hey, we'll see what Gronk does. But you can definitely have some that familiarity with McDaniels and knowing how to use them, that could be appealing to Gronk. And looking at the Super Bowl odds next year, right now the Broncos are 15-1, by the way, with the new coach in anticipation of Rodgers. Uh, they didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, and then you got the Chargers at 25-1. And how about the Raiders? Even with this news about McDaniels, they're still 50-1 to uh, to win the Super Bowl next year. Ooh, that feels like pretty good value, Pritch, 50 to 1. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to, you know, overcome Mahomes, who, you know, is probably going to be really motivated coming into next year. You have Herbert in your division. Maybe you're going to have Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, and also say, Pritch, you know, do you think there's a sting, too? Obviously, uh, the way, you know, McDaniels handled that job with the Colts where he was almost on the plane and then he turned around. But also, how about drafting Tim Tebow in the first round? I mean, that's something that he's going to have to live with for quite a while. I know Tebow had that big playoff win, but uh, those are the sort of warts in his past that McDaniels has to overcome. But it just goes to to show you with Mark Davis. Hey, uh, maybe a questionable move, but it makes sense to me. Good quarterback, good environment here. You bring your, your, your GM with you, your handpicked GM. Uh, but Pritch, what do you think? Tebow first round looking back on that? Maybe not the greatest first round. <laughs> that pick. was not a great pick at all. No, not, not at all. Uh, it did not work. Uh, the situation in Denver was horrible. Talked to a number of people involved, did it closely. Uh, and that did not go well. Josh McDaniels was not a good person. Uh, hopefully he's grown up uh, hard to say about a grown man. Uh, but when you're in your 30s and, and you're mini Belichick out there, mini hoodie, uh, all of a sudden that doesn't work out for you. So maybe he's evolved. Uh, and certainly the Raiders are going to need that uh, as they progress and, and stay consistent, right? The Raiders, that, that's their biggest problem, Josh. They make the playoffs and then they disappear for a while. Yeah, and I think you're hoping really that McDaniels was humbled because I think, Pritch, you know, all of us, you know, there are certain situations where, you know, we feel great about something and then something doesn't go our way and maybe we felt like, oh, we knew it perfectly, but, you know, uh, thinking back on it, hey, maybe we're a little young, maybe we're a little arrogant, you know, maybe a little bit uh, naivete also played into it. So maybe the fact that uh, with Mark Davis and banking on McDaniels, it's that, hey, he really failed, but maybe in the end that'll make him a better coach uh, and really, again, leaning on relationships with people because in the end, you know, you got to run a franchise with relationships with people, not just X's and O's on, you know, on a stat sheet. Yeah, absolutely. We had Greg Hoops Peterson on the program earlier, gave us some outstanding information about college basketball. We got NBA out there, Josh. We got your Market Insights podcast. Uh, what'd you have for us today? Yeah, we got a ton to talk about, Pitch. And it does, uh, just by the way, that line is moving further toward Iowa State. We talked about Iowa mm -hmm. State against Kansas, everyone on Kansas. Well, there's a big injury. Oche uh, Ajabi, I'm going to butcher that name there, but the big man, uh, the mini shack there down low, he's out for this game with COVID protocol. So that's why we're seeing this Iowa State line now get down to, I'm seeing one and a half. When we talked to Greg, it was, I think, three, three, two and a half, three, something like that. So that is reason why uh, Iowa State maybe going to fall even further here, closer mm. to pick, and we shall see. Uh, but just wanted to uh, fit that in. Also, Pritch, I know I'm all over the place. I'm still, I'm still like PTSD from this Tom Brady stuff. Uh, <laughs> but there was an update uh, on MLB. I know, I know we don't talk any baseball right now, but an update from Jeff Passan. There was uh, just kind of a tweet here he put out uh, saying the meeting between the MLB Players Association uh, and the league is over. 
little progress was made, and now it's in doubt that they're going to begin the season on time for spring training. So not great news uh, mm -hmm. that we wanted with baseball. Uh, but a couple sweats to keep an eye out for, Pritch. We got a lot of action tonight. Uh, let's start with the NHL real quick. A couple games that caught my eye. Uh, number one, if you're looking at uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins here, they've lost three in a row, but they're at home against Washington. Uh, majority bets on Washington, but the Penguins are getting hit pretty hard. They open around minus 140. They've been bet up to around minus 165. This is a good buy low spot on Pittsburgh, in my opinion. If you look at these home favorites with a line move in their favor, they're 186 and 79, 70%, almost a 10% ROI so far this year. Now, also an interesting move toward the Calgary Flames. They're on the road at Dallas. This open at kind of like a pick em. And the Calgary Flames have now flipped to around a minus 120 favorite. So some good movement in their direction as well. And then, Pritch, if you're looking at the NBA, uh, I'm going to sweat a total in the Nets and the Suns game. 10 o'clock game. I'm going to look at the over here. I've seen a lot of steam to the over. Remember, Kyrie's going to play on these road games. James Harden should be good to go as well. This total opened 227. It's about up to around 229 and a half even 230 across the market. Uh, both these teams are top 10 in pace. They're both top 10 in offensive efficiency. You look at Phoenix, 8-4 and four to the over, their last 12 at home. And head-to-head -head here, the last 11 at, in Phoenix, the over is 9-2 and two between these teams. So I'm going to root for some points here. I think you get a, maybe an offensive output here with a lot of steam hitting that over. Yeah, that's a big miss there for Kansas. Like you mentioned, uh, Abaji, I mean, if he's going to miss tonight's game, it looks all, all the reports are out right now. Uh, where is Kansas going to get their points? I mean, uh, stifled there against Kentucky there, certainly. But Iowa State and that defense makes that game very, very interesting. You said the line is moving towards Iowa State right now. Yeah, now down to one and a half. And yeah. Pritch, by the way, I don't know if I have this in front of me, but I want to say Iowa State is like 11 and two at home. They got some really good home cooking here. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Steph Curry's out. So we have seen a big move um, toward the uh, the Spurs here. Spurs open plus two. They're now minus fave with no Curry tonight. All right, we're in the soup. As they say, if you're a jet fighter, we're in the soup right now because uh, NBA basketball going towards the um, uh, halftime uh, of their season with the All-Star break coming soon. And then down the stretch with conference play two in the uh, college hoops. Great job today, Josh. We'll see you tomorrow. I appreciate it, Pritch. Have a great night. You too. The Edge coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.